Welcome everyone to this WellDoc Alberta podcast. Today we're focusing on physicians working on the front lines during the COVID-19 pandemic. My name is Dr. Jane Lemaire. I'm the physician lead at WellDoc Alberta. I'm also the director of wellness in the Office of Professionalism, Equity and Diversity at the Cummings School of Medicine, University of Calgary, and the vice chair of wellness in the Department of Medicine at the University of Calgary. Our guest today is Dr. Shannon Ruzicki. Dr. Ruzicki is a general internist who works at the Rocky View General Hospital and the Foothills Medical Center. She's also the Associate Director of Physician Wellness and Vitality for the Department of Medicine at the University of Calgary. Welcome, Dr. Ruzicki. Thank you for having me. Hospital physicians have been thrown into the front line of caring for the sickest patients affected by COVID-19. And for many, this has brought about significant changes to how they work. For example, wearing simple surgical masks all day is really tough. People describe feeling claustrophobic, like they can't breathe. It's hard to remember to eat and drink. And one physician joked about how it gets in the way of their morning coffee rituals. And then the challenges of working and ensuring personal safety with full personal protective equipment. Did I put it on properly? Did I do this in the right order? Did I inadvertently touch my face? People describe how the masks are taking a toll on their skin. Surgeons describe how challenging it is to wear PPE during long cases. They definitely feel volume depleted and overheated. And that goes along with new processes to contain the aerosols generated by some surgical procedures. That creates stress, the need for additional focus, and often lengthens their time in the operating room. And now, many hospital physicians are working shifts when they typically didn't. One physician recounted feeling like they should be eating all night long, but it was tough to find any healthy food. And that after finishing a late night shift, headed out for takeout burger and fries, thinking it would make them feel better. But it didn't. Another frontline physician described disruption to their sleep because of the shift work. They usually use exercise to cope with stress, but now find it hard to know exactly when to exercise because of the shift work and just feeling tired all of the time. So for those of us involved in the science of physician wellness, our main focus has been around understanding the drivers of burnout and the systems level solutions that promote wellness. But with COVID-19, how has our focus on physician wellness shifted during the pandemic? One thing that's unique to pandemics for healthcare workers are concerns and anxiety around personal safety. And we're certainly seeing that in COVID-19 with people being concerned about infecting themselves, their colleagues, and their families. In addition, because of the lack of certainty and loss of control, we can see deterioration in mental health and loss of normalcy, which lead to disruption in our normal lives. And we need to identify these challenges, anticipate that they might happen in our workplaces and prepare for them when possible. So what are some of the concerns that we are hearing about locally, anecdotally, and supported by the literature? We're also seeing many posts on social media about the very practical wellness issues facing frontline workers. What we're seeing most of all is around physical safety related to exposure to COVID-19 as a biohazard and as an infectious agent. 
And we know that personal protective equipment or PPE is one of the most important ways that we can protect ourselves from infection. So we're seeing a lot of anxiety about the quantity and quality of PPE that's available. We know that from other pandemics, PPE quality and quantity is one of the biggest sources of anxiety for healthcare workers. As an example, healthcare workers may be anxious about correct use, including donning and doffing of PPE. Healthcare workers may have fear and anxiety about supply and quality of PPE. Some of these fears are based in real experiences with stories of healthcare workers who are running out of personal protective equipment and becoming sick from COVID-19. And some of these fears are based around anxiety of the perception of supply. These fears may be amplified by reports on social media from other settings. For example, if you see on Twitter or Facebook that a colleague in another center is worried about running short of PPE, that can amplify your concerns about your own setting. So there's a lot of fear and anxiety about PPE in general related to contracting COVID-19. Are there any other issues for frontline workers related to personal protective equipment? Yes, we're seeing some practical considerations as well. So for example, physicians should anticipate requiring additional time for donning and doffing when seeing patients, and this will decrease your efficiency at work. So you may see fewer patients in a usual shift, or you may end up having a longer work day to accommodate donning and doffing. We also know that Healthcare workers report PPE reduces their rapport and connectivity with patients, especially patients who don't speak English as a first language. And this can increase distress for providers, just not being able to make the connections that we're used to. I've also heard reports from many physicians on the ground, and again, also in social media and in the general news media, that wearing personal protective equipment is actually physically uncomfortable. Can you comment further on that? Yes, there are clear reports that wearing PPE for an entire workday is uncomfortable. People describe difficulty breathing, exhaustion, sweating, dizziness, dehydration, skin breakdown, and increased headaches from wearing PPE all day. We also know, for example, that becoming dehydrated at work can lead to decreases in cognitive function, so it can make you feel like you have foggy thinking or difficulty making decisions. So you've described some psychological and physical effects around the use of personal protective equipment during the COVID pandemic. What suggestions do you have then for us in terms of trying to mitigate some of these effects? My first suggestion is to pick a reliable source of information about PPE in your setting and stick with that. Avoid social media reports of the quality or quantity of PPE as they can be unreliable information sources and they can be catastrophizing posts that don't really help your psychological well-being. In Alberta, Alberta Health Services maintains a website with up-to-date information about the current PPE supply, best practices, and quality concerns. And that website is www.ahs.ca slash COVIDPPE. There are some effective education resources on this website as well where you can learn about donning and doffing appropriately. And I suggest reviewing appropriate donning and doffing regularly throughout the pandemic. My second suggestion is around barriers that PPE can present between us and our patients. So for example, innovative solutions may include using the patient's own telephone to check in with them from outside of the room. 
using identifying pictures or words written on your PPE or the outside of your gown or face mask to help patients identify individual providers, or using iPads or other tablets to video conference with family members or healthcare providers. A third suggestion is around physical discomforts of PPE. We've seen reports where people use barrier creams like zinc barrier creams or petroleum jelly on the face to reduce skin breakdown from masks or goggles. We suggest reducing the ambient temperature of the healthcare unit where possible because a lot of the issues that we see around physical discomfort with PPE are worsened in warm environments. I suggest taking a break from your PPE every two to four hours to reduce discomfort, even though this may reduce your efficiency in seeing patients. You should use these breaks to drink some water, to reduce the development of headaches and dizziness, or eat a snack. It may be helpful to set an alarm on your phone or pager to remind yourself that it's important or it's time to take a break. Even though this reduces your efficiency in seeing patients, sticking to a schedule to take breaks with your PPE will prevent exhaustion and dehydration later in the day. Thank you, Dr. Riziki. Those are really good practical tips. What are some other threats to frontline workers during the COVID-19 pandemic? We know that nutrition is a critical issue for healthcare workers even outside the pandemic, and this could be worsened by the COVID-19 pandemic. The pandemic may have resulted in changes to food services at your site, AHS at the zone level has up-to-date information about cafeteria hours where you work. When cafeterias with full food services are not available, there may be vending machines or food delivery options, but we know these options are often less healthy than the full-service cafeterias. We know that Alberta Health Services is working diligently at the major hospital sites to be able to provide increased food services 24-7 if there is a big surge. So we're really grateful that the health system is responding to this very basic need for physicians on the front lines. And I agree this is especially important because physicians and other healthcare workers may be working shifts outside of their normal work hours, including night shifts or evening shifts. Working different shifts than usual will disrupt your usual eating schedule. We know from the literature that eating meals at off or unusual times may increase insulin secretion and peak glucose compared to eating meals at usual times. There is science showing that overnight workers tend to consume about 10% more calories compared to daytime workers. They tend to eat fewer servings of vegetables and consume higher dietary fat than non-shift workers. This may reflect the availability of food services overnight in hospitals. That science is really interesting. So based on the science, what tips can you offer us then to try and optimize our nutrition as frontline workers during COVID-19? If you do eat at night, try to eat smaller portion sizes than you do for daytime meals. Try to plan meals that are high in healthy carbohydrates, such as vegetables or fruits, and this would be preferable to high fat or low nutritional value snacks. This may require planning ahead of time, especially if your center does not have a full service cafeteria available 24 hours per day. Though I realize that that might be really difficult given how disrupted our lives are currently. So we've talked about personal protective equipment and nutrition for frontline workers. Are there any other issues that you think would be important to discuss? Another important consideration is sleep disruption. This can be due to psychological stress and to shift work. We know that shift work can be very disruptive to sleep. 
Yes, I think many of us are now being asked to work evenings and nights where we would not otherwise. So can you suggest some tips for us so that we can accommodate to this change? Adjusting sleep patterns to shift work can be very challenging. Sleep experts recommend staying up one hour later on the day before your first night shift and then to sleep in as late as possible on the morning of your first night shift. Then you should nap as late as possible in the late afternoon or evening of your first night shift. Before you start work, expose yourself to bright light. If natural light is not available, artificial light will also work. After the night shift, avoid bright light in the morning, including on your way home. You may consider wearing sunglasses to drive home. When sleeping during the day after a night shift, maintain a dark sleep environment using window coverings or a sleep mask. You should sleep during the day for as long as you possibly can. While some shift workers require a few hours after their shift to wind down, Sleep experts recommend attempting to sleep as soon as possible after ending your night shift. If you can't sleep without a wind down period, plan for one to two hours of relaxation that does not include exercise, screen time, or a large meal. This will help you sleep well during the day. Exposure to light should be as limited as possible during the wind down period. If despite adequate sleep hygiene and following these suggestions, you're still struggling with sleep disruption due to night shift, you could consider pharmacologic therapy. If you do require pharmacologic sleep aids, make sure you discuss this with your family physician so that this can be monitored and prescribed appropriately. It can be tempting to obtain a prescription for pharmacologic sleep aids from a colleague, but the CPSA recommends against this practice. So thank you, Shannon. That's really good sleep advice. Physicians often have other coping strategies that they use at the expense of sleep, Can you comment on that? For many physicians, exercise is an important anxiety coping mechanism, and it also may reduce shift work fatigue. But exercise should not be performed at the expense of sleep, including after a shift before sleep. Thank you so much for this. For the frontline physicians, physical safety and the need for personal protective equipment is a major change to our usual care. Our nutrition and our sleep may be affected and we really appreciate the tips that you've provided us for dealing with these issues. I also want to point out that we have a WellDoc Alberta bulletin dedicated to sleep, where you may find some other very helpful tips. Check that out at our website, www.welldocalberta.org. Lastly, if you're having significant anxiety for any reasons, please remember to reach out sooner rather than later We have a wonderful Provincial Physician Health Program, the Alberta Medical Association's Physician and Family Support Program. They are open 24-7, and you can give them a call at 1-877-767-4637. I want to thank our guest speaker today, Dr. Shannon Ruzicki, and I want to thank you all for listening, and I hope that you stay well.